Hey everybody, welcome to another episode. I'm Matt. I'm Mandy. And this is another episode. Thank you guys so much for joining us again as we dip back into the movies that shaped our childhood. And today, Mandy, what are we talking about? Today is the final movie in our Thanksgiving collection. Happy Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. everyone. Uh, today we're talking about the Tom Hanks classic, Turner and Hooch, 1989. 1989, Turner and Hooch, yes, of course. And uh, we always like to tell everyone listening in, if you have never seen this movie, please make this the reason that you do. Go find it. It's currently streaming right now on Disney+. Plus. Mm-hmm. Uh, so if you don't have it, your sister's boyfriend probably does. So borrow it from someone you know and, and go track it down on Disney+. Plus. You can join us after you've seen it so you can follow along with the conversation. We'll give you a few minutes to go do that. And you're back. All right. Greatest of all time. Now we're all up to speed and we can get started. And of course, Mandy, you and I, we don't like to talk about these movies alone. We like to bring in someone else who can take sides, basically. That's all we need. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> generally, we disagree about most of these things. And today yes. we are very excited to, to bring in uh, radio personality, podcaster, uh, all around, uh, you know, everyone knows who this guy is. He needs no Jerk. introduction, but here he is. Mr. Eric Zane is with us, everybody. Oh my gosh, thank you for having me. This is exciting and I love it. Thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, thanks for coming on. Yeah. This is awesome. Thank you so much. Yeah, you've got some busy things going on here pretty quick. I've heard about I was listening to your show this morning. Uh, so what, what, we're 15 days out from your big uh, donation, I hear. Yes, as of this uh, recording, as of this recording right now, uh, 12 days from travel, 15 days from kidney donations. Uh, I have a person in need who I know and... Uh, it just struck me, uh, and then here we are. And uh, I hadn't seen or talked to this person in 32 years. Can you believe that? Yeah, and, uh, that is amazing. Yeah, it's uh, it's a goosebump story. I don't know, and it's weird because whenever I I tell the story, I'm always like, "Hey, uh, I don't know if you're religious or not," but I always do like that type of thing ahead sure. of time. But I got to get over that because, frankly, uh, I. <laughs> don't consider myself that religious. Okay. Sure. And, and then, but out of the blue, this name pops into my head. And then, uh, before I know it, I, I looked the person up. We have one of those Facebook moments like, Hey, how are you? And then when I found out that he's very, very sick and going to die, uh, that was the moment where that has, you know, it was six months ago that it all just kind of got, here you go, go do this, do my will, do it. And so that's been it. I've been doing it. So here we are. Yeah, all and the, right, the chances of becoming a, of being a match are very slim, isn't that yeah. correct? Well, um, nowadays, and that's one of the things that uh, as I move forward with this, I'm going to become kind of like an advocate for it. Is sure, um, if I didn't match up with him, which I did, um, they're called antigen markers. I have six of twelve, so I'm a really good match, and with the same blood type. But if I didn't match him at all, the way the donor program works in the United States is. You give your kidney to like a big uh, a, a kettle of kidneys, and sure. then they grab one <laughs> out that matches him the best because the databases are incredible. And then they, so you like, it's like take a penny, give a give a penny, and you. Okay. you <laughs> That's exactly how it is. So you put, I would put my kidney into the pot and then they take one that matches his and put it into him. So one way or another, he was going to get a kidney. Oh, wow. Wow. Awesome. Well, thank you. <laughs> I, like, I realize you probably got a lot going on, a lot on your mind right now in these yeah. uh, trying COVID times and whatnot. But thanks for taking the time to, to join oh, us. And I, I love it. Thank you. Uh, Eric, we always ask everyone who joins us, how long had it been since you watched the movie that we forced you to watch uh, before we made you watch it for the podcast? Okay. Well, that movie came out in 1989. I'm not sure the month, but I saw it 
1989. Perfect. Okay. So I, 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 uh, was, I remember the story. I didn't remember everything about it, but yes, that's about how long it's been. Okay. So no rewatches okay. between this is, it's basically a, a, a fresh watch for you at this point. Like, yes, sir. Okay. I, and when I spoke with you about it, there was a twinge of like, oh, this is, this should be fun. Like this could be exciting. <laughs> so there must've been some fondness of, of a memory of this movie from back, back well, then. A little bit because it's <laughs> Tom Hanks, you sure. know, you think, oh, but then you see there's Tom Hanks now and then Tom Hanks back then, which I'm sure I'll get into in part of my discussion. So For that's, sure. uh, yeah, I was excited about it, but at the same time, uh, I was, I, I, I didn't really know what to expect. Sure. Sure. Yeah. Well, we've, we've done a few, uh, Tom Hanks films outside of Thanksgiving. And then of course we're now four weeks in. So we've done quite a bit of his catalog at this point. Uh, this one for me, uh, had had not really been on my radar. I had seen it before, and it had been so long that it was basically a rewatch for me as well. Uh, yeah, had, I have no clue what was supposed to happen. So it was kind of a a fun watch in the sense that I like it was like a who done it for me. You know, I mean, this is basically a crime buddy cop sort of movie. Yeah. So something happened in the film. Spoilers. Uh, you know, and uh, yeah, and I just wasn't sure who did it or how they were going to resolve things. So it was kind of a fun watch for me. Now, now, Mandy, this one was mostly on your plate how long had it yeah. been since you saw this movie um it, it was it's been a long time I, I i generally tend to not choose movies that i feel like are going to be a giant ball fest because feelings suck and i'd rather just like not have bad things happen so sure. i know you know you know the dog's gonna die so <laughs> i think i think by choice i did not i haven't watched it for at least 20 years but as a kid we watched this movie all the time like probably at least four or five times a year Mm-hmm. Wow. So I do want to remind everybody if if you do if you are triggered by movies that have uh, animals that pass, uh, maybe watch this up until the last like eight minutes or so, and then you should be all set. I think you should be good. Yeah. So do not watch the last ten minutes of this movie. Yeah. I actually sure. had to. I had to. I had to bump ahead because <laughs> I had forgotten that the dog actually croaks. Yes. Mm, I thought. Yeah. I thought that the dog got was like. And, and and I can say all this, right? Because oh, for sure. Oh, yeah. Okay. We always say if if you yeah. haven't seen the movie up to this point, oh. you're you're not going to. Likely. Exactly. Well, you know, I mean, I'm sitting there. I thought that was pretty freaking dark. Right. That was yeah. very dark. That was a, for for such a zany wacko fest that <laughs> yeah. this was. All of a sudden, they killed the dog. Oh my gosh! <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I was like. What is going on here? And then I uh, even because I had forgotten. So the um, dog dog dies. Um, uh, ugly girlfriend can't bring him back. And uh, so then the, let's well the, hold on before we get too far. In it, that was one of my questions. Oh, uh, girlfriend God. is a vet, and girlfriend looks like she should be a vet. That's basically <laughs> all, you, all you need to know is Mayor yes. Winningham. Yeah, that's who that is. Oh gosh. But when, when the dog died, I was like, okay, oh, this is this is terrible. And then you and then at the I was waiting for, oh, well, there's just a twist and yeah. the dog will be alive. But no, they killed him. They should have dead. <laughs> oh, I was shocked by that. That was like a, a real uh, unnecessarily surprise. dead too. Like, was like yes. when I was uh, more surprised with that than when like Joffrey got killed. It was incredible. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Yeah. And it was unnecessary. We didn't need that dog to die. It would have been a beautifully buttoned up story if he had gone home and there would have been little puppies running around with, with him and the little collie dog and all that stuff. Yeah. It would have been great. Yes. Yeah. And it, 
And actually, Tom Hanks was one of the ones that was like, no, this is a Disney movie. It has to follow, like, old Geller. The dog has to die. And then, oh, like, wow. and then later, he's like, I am so sorry. This is all my fault. I, I made your kids cry. Like, this would have been a better movie if the dog would have survived. Sure. And, yeah. So, Mandy, so, he had a hand in how that movie was written and, and, and put together? Yeah, for sure. Um, actually, uh, Harry Winkler was the director of this movie originally. And then three weeks in, Disney fired him. And when he was asked about it, he said, well, let's just say I got along with Hooch, but I didn't get along with Turner. Uh-oh. <laughs> so, <laughs> so he was I, trying to steer the ship a little too much, I got a feeling? Yeah, I mean, it's Tom Hanks. He can pretty much, at yeah. this point, could have done really whatever really? he wanted. At, at 80, in 89? Because when was, because to me, he was still bosom buddies, Tom Hanks, in this film. <laughs> He's already done bachelor party um i don't know I, big had already come out i think at this point okay. uh, big um, was 88 yeah so he was oh. pretty he was he was a big um or, or dragnet i think that that was probably before this okay you're right yeah boy God, yeah so much i know it's crazy um yeah. we just did money pit that was before this i was in 86 so he was he was a big uh He's a, he's a big yeah, deal. Yeah, and his films were making money at the time, too. So, yeah, he had he had some uh, yeah. some cash behind it as well. Looks like The Burbs also came out in 89 as well. So, I mean, he was he was the it guy at the time. And for, for a short time thereafter, I think he, I mean, he's still obviously like a Hollywood A-lister at this point. But, I mean, he was probably pulling some strings there pretty, pretty slick well, for, for a yeah, bit. Yeah, plus every movie that we do, it's a movie that shaped our childhood. And he was legit like one of the people that was considered for the role like for this role jack nicholson bill murray dudley moore which would have been horrible um and and chevy chase which i think jack nicholson bill murray and chevy chase probably would have been all okay yeah and they probably wouldn't have killed the dog so you know right yeah (laughs) (laughs) what were you gonna notice did you notice how they they were they really loved showing him with no shirt on i really loved it too i was like what i just no pants on what is going on I mean, he was tucked into his underwear, underwear, really tight underwear and no shirt. I mean, the guy's completely ripped at the time. Yeah, totally. Uh, And, and and I'm like, oh my gosh, they're actually trying to make him and to be like a sex symbol. Holy cow. I wrote down on my notes, like what's the deal with his t-shirt tucked into the underwear in like every scene that he's in. So that's right. He did do that. Oh my God. (laughs) (laughs) Well, and that's probably because he was such a square, you know, like he, everything had to be just so, so you just, when you see someone now that is like a, you know, that is like that OCD, you're like, ah, I bet they tuck their t-shirt in there. Yeah. He was very much a a sociopath in the beginning of this movie. Like it was very much like a American psycho type situation where he was like, Oh, uh, primped and pro- like he was doing the nose clipping the nose hairs and just looking yeah. at himself in the mirror for way too long i was like this guy yeah. if he weren't a cop he would certainly be a serial killer at this point <laughs> absolutely yeah. and you know and i i think there was so and and, and this i'm sorry i'm not uh, am i formatically am i allowed to jump around or you do or where oh, yeah. yeah you do whatever sure. you want we want, can talk I'm, about the end right now well clearly i just we, don't want to screw died, it up so. for you guys i just you know i <laughs> i don't want to come in here and 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 you know but um I think whoever, I always get really intricate in the films and there's like 1 million reasons why I hated this movie. Okay. And uh, one of the things in particular was, was the casting of it. I mean, you have Tom Hanks who's, you know, this cop and he looks like he's 17 (laughs) and there's just, just no believability to him being a cop. 
And then he's moving to Sacramento to become a state cop. Oh yeah. And it's like, yeah, what? That is, that is impossible sure. to believe. It is <laughs> yeah. ridiculous. Oh my God. And yeah, was- not, he's not just like a beat cop or like a meter maid. He's like a detective too. Like a full on, right. like he's like a grizzled old detective in this town that yeah, nothing ever right. happens in. And he, they're in a town with a port and you're telling me that nothing, no sort of crime happens in a town where there's a port. Cause I feel like that's, the epicenter of all crime in yes, every movie. Yes, and if if anybody has seen the film, you have to pay attention to the bad guys in this. <laughs> the most humdrum, dopey-looking bad guys from the bad guy school of bad guy acting. Yep. It yep. was they just stunk, and I was like, yeah. the, the one guy's got like a cardigan on. He's supposed the guy at the desk, the guy who's running the show, and it yep. was like terrible. Ah, what's going on? <laughs> <laughs> I I really liked um I really liked Craig, Craig T Nelson um mm-hmm. that's one of my husband's favorite actors he loved Coach um the show Coach and I really liked Reginald uh the Bell Johnson the guy that was the the other cop um is that sorry, Urkel's is, dad is yeah. that Urkel's yes dad? yeah yes well, or, well yeah. yeah the neighbor <laughs> um <laughs> he played Sutton David Sutton but you know he's done seven roles as a cop I, yeah I he actually, really got pigeonholed he, into that for sure right I can't think of a role that he's been in where he wasn't a cop <laughs> yeah he was doing he did family matters he did both the uh, the two diehard diehards yeah um he was in the he was in the show chuck um he was in ghostbusters he played a cop in ghostbusters cop, yeah. and then he was in some show that i don't that no one or a movie that no one has ever heard of called plain clothes uh i know he I played know. uh i read that he played like a flight uh co- what's the flight coordinator people the Air traffic yeah, controller. That's the one, air traffic controller in a movie. So he did step out a little bit, but it's still like a, a spot of authority. I don't know what this guy was, but he was definitely, yeah, he was overused as a cop for sure. You know, and I, I just, it's like Tom Hanks uh, as an actor at that point. I mean, now you think about him and like uh, the Green Mile and mm-hmm. some of uh-huh. these ridiculously uh, timeless uh, uh, roles that forever I mean, have solidified his legacy as one of the most beloved uh, uh, actors of our time, of the entire generation. Sure. Back then, he wasn't. And uh, <laughs> frankly, this is all Tom Hanks could do. He could like say a line like, hey, how are you? I'm saying a line. I'm talking to my dog, Hooch. And then his other thing he can do is go, hey, why are you doing <laughs> yes. oh, oh, oh. <laughs> That's all the guy could do. And I was like, well, yes. wait a minute, what, what was going on here? And he hadn't yet refined his, his acting, I guess, because it seems like he was just such a a, a wacky nutball that uh, I, ugh, I just yeah, our it. last our last guest referred to it as that Tom Hanks mustard that he puts on everything. Like it was just <laughs> he gives it that little Tom Hanks zing that you know. Uh-huh. Yeah, you really, that's uh, here's a here's a clip of Tom Hanks yelling in his underwear. So what? Mm. What? Are you, if you're hungry, finish the hamburgers. You eat the buns. <laughs> Eat the buns. You're not thirsty. You don't, you're not touching the water, the orange juice, crabble. What is the water I supposed to do? Make you a margarita? <laughs> That's like what I assume everyone treats my kid when I drop them off. Like, okay. I mean, you just watch, oh, yes, sure. watch my kid, and that's what they do to my kid. But. Could they? Now, okay, now, um, I, I was reading one person's account of this film. The, uh, it was gross. I mean, the mouth noises of the dog. Oh yes, and they, and, I mean, they and they they really jazzed this up, and you could <laughs> hear it there. I mean, and it, uh, holy cow! There was some parts I was like, this is this might be the grossest thing I've ever seen, and uh, 
And then the, the I, I wouldn't be surprised if whatever breed of dog that, that is, that you know how there's always a foundation for every type of dog under the sun? That, yeah. I mean, sure. if this type of movie had come out today, there'd be like some mad set of circumstances about this is, this is discrimination against our dog because you're making our dog look bad. It was, they, right. they, they really made the dog look terrible in the film. Uh-huh. For sure, for sure. Yeah. Uh, I wanted it, to just because uh, I think oh sorry well oh, I think ahead. that our listeners might be asking is that was like one of the first things I thought in my head is like what kind of dog is this it's um de, it's Dag de Bordeaux it's a it's a French dog some type of mastiff yeah it's a French it's a, mastiff it looked yeah. like a mastiff yeah but he's a little smaller um yeah, yeah actually his name was Beasley, Beasley there were three dogs um Beasley was a 17 month old and then there were two other dogs and the stunt double's name was Igor so okay all right yeah I got um, the impression I got the impression that when they made this film you know how at the end of the film you see no animals were hurt during the making of this yeah film? I don't know if they would have been able to pull that off because if you think about it, the scene in particular when they're dragging them by that thing at, in the beginning, uh-huh. I mean, you there's no way you could make that in a film now. Somebody <laughs> would just murder you. And then when he was running the dog with the dog outside of the window, oh my gosh, we Tom Hanks would be canceled. This movie would have never seen a light of day if this came out today. Uh, <laughs> no, you're you, absolutely right. I did ask you, Zane, if you wanted me to pull any specific clips, and you just basically said the hijinks noise whenever uh. they. Whenever they do anything, when it's well, when they were pulling the dog down the road, like we had this. Yes, yes. This is just their classic '80s movie. (laughs) Here comes the wacky sax. Yep. (laughs) (laughs) Had that saxophone in there. Yeah, love it. It's like everything in this film. Other than they should have put the wacky sax when the dog died. And that would have been oh, right. That would have been. They should have fired Wacky Sax when when Mayor Winningham's character is like, "Oh God, he's got he's dead." And yeah. Tom, Tom, ah! right? Yeah, oh, she. Oh my God, and she played it all. I mean, like she did what a doctor should do. She was just like, "There's nothing we could do." And then we get to see Tom Hanks like angry cry at the window. So so that was exciting. It did. Do you think that he he did a good job? I thought yeah, of the it, crying part. It, that showed his range a bit, I guess. That's what we were—a foreshadow of some roles to come, where he had to be sad about stuff. But uh, he is like now, like a current Tom Hanks is equally good to me as a, a comedic actor as well as a serious uh, actor. Uh, mm-hmm. But yeah, I very much see him not being the same back then. Like it took him some some real work. You know, he learned on the job, I got a feeling, as he well, went. For- plus, they made films differently. Than sure. the, I mean, you think about the formula to make the film, the fact late when um, uh, Coach, who's Craig T. Nelson, mm-hmm. when, yeah. when, it's, when it's revealed he's the bad guy, there's our plot twist. Oh, my God, comes out of nowhere. And sure. we didn't see that coming. And, we, and we, we actually didn't see that coming, mm-hmm. really. I know I didn't. But then it's that whole deal where he takes the time, Craig T. Nelson, to bring the plot together by explaining Every bad thing he's ever done. Oh, yeah. And then the audience is going, oh, wow. And, and Tom Hanks is doing the same thing. And that's basically how you made a film back then. Yeah, yeah. But that by that point, the dog has already been shot and is dying. And nobody cares about the plot of the movie. They only care that this dog is dying, you know? I mean, look at the John Wick series. That's all it took for me yeah. to just be like, yes, every fucker in this movie needs to, all 96 people in this 90-minute movie <laughs> that die deserve it. Yeah. <laughs> Are you, um, Eric, are you a dog lover? Do you, do you have oh, dogs? Yeah. I've got four of them. 
Okay. Wow. Yeah, I got four dog lovers. I mean, I got four, not, <laughs> not four dog lovers. I don't have it. It's not, it's not four people here that love dogs. Right. Uh, but no, I'm I not, thought you meant that they were your lovers. Yeah, you, I have no, four I, dog I, lovers. That sounded terrible. It sounded like I have sex with dogs. <laughs> Well, it's uh, good that got, you're finally admitting it. That's what yeah, <laughs> I got four dogs. And uh, it's it's so that's that I would that's why I was struggling with watching the dog get shot. Mm-hmm. I can't handle that, man. Right. Yeah, I would rather watch people get shot all day long. <laughs> oh, yeah. Right in the face. Do you have a list of cameos at all for this movie? Um, no, I, I mean, I have the, a few that I happen okay. to randomly fall into. Didn't okay. realize what they were. Did you know that the the little boy? Uh, it, it's the son of like one of the main bad guys. Anyhow, uh, it's Fulton from the Mighty Ducks. They only show no. him, they only show him for a very brief oh, yes. moment of time. Yes, I did notice that. Thank you. I I rem- am remembering it now. Yeah. Uh, so. Also, uh, there's a scene, and the only thing that caught my eye on this was the name of the woman is Mrs. Harper, which is ha- my last name. So yes. I was drawn to her immediately. So I went and checked out who this woman was. And then the two kids that she was with, one of the kids, uh, the boy who they, who has the main speaking part during when they, they, so these are the kids that find the eight grand on the side yeah. of the river, right? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the boy's name in real life uh, is Daniel Wilson, who is the brother of Mara Wilson, who was the little girl in. And, uh, yeah, uh, Matilda, right? She's Matilda. She was in mm-hmm. uh, Mrs. Doubtfire, Mrs. and she was in uh, Miracle on 34th Street. So that was a little weird thing for that. So now he's Crazy. like 45 and probably uh-huh. rehab. Yeah, right. right. And th- he did like six things. Like that's all he did. This and like some commercials, and then a few other things, and that was it. And then clearly his sister went on to be more famous than him. So I'm sure he's probably not very happy with his. The way his life turned out at this point. Well, well you never know. Yeah, right. Um, oh, and then also, I, I wanted to mention because Mayor Winningham is the lady, like the the vet, yes. the love interest. Uh, she is in that movie that I keep trying to convince you is a good movie that I don't think you've ever seen called The War with Kevin Costner. Oh, uh huh. So, in yeah, case she, anyone, she's in Saint Elmo's Fire. I love that movie. Yeah, yep. Yeah. And then she's also in Wyatt Earp too. She was the. She was like Wyatt Earp's whore at the end of the movie in Wyatt Earp. So if you're interested in that lady, go watch The War. It's a great film. Yeah, uh, great it film. says in the credits, ugly whore. Yes, for sure. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, she was not not a great uh, leading lady opposite of uh, Tom Hanks, I'd, I'd have yeah, to say. But. but he had like no game. Like she had to sure. play, no. like, do all the first moves. And- I really like that. I wish that, you know, I've been married for 30 years, but aggressive woman, there is something to be said about sure. aggressive woman. I mean, if for, if God forbid baby Jesus says, Hey, I'm taking your wife. Oh my God. I need to find the aggressive woman. Okay. I need that. <laughs> that is just, I, 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 I would never, I don't want to be alone for the rest of my life. Aggressive woman is awesome. That's what you need. Yeah. Uh, I'm trying to see if I can find a clip of her That's, somewhere. Yeah, go ahead. While you look for that, I'll tell you that um, Beasley, like they were asked, like, was, were there any struggles with the dog? Cause you know, when you work with a dog on set, things are crazy. And they said he was super good, like well-trained. Um, but the only thing he wouldn't do was he wouldn't drink the beer out of the beer can, which again, <laughs> the animal, you would think like animal rights people would be like, you can't feed the dog beer. But he right. would, he would grab the can, he would puncture it, but then they had to squirt chicken noodle soup out in order for him to, wow. or chicken soup for huh. him to, to drink it. He's like, yeah, I'm not drinking that. Look at that. All right. Uh, so here is Dr. Emily Carson, the vet, the love interest in the film here. What's your dog's name? Uh, 
Oh, his name's Hooch. Those wounds needed stitching. She is being real aggressive. She's very upset about how he's treating this dog. And it's borderline abuse. I mean, he's filthy. His diet is terrible. And look, if you cannot... Well, no, no, this is not my dog. He belonged to an old man who lived down by the pier. Well, then I want to speak to him. Can't. He was murdered last night. Oh. I'm Scott Turner. Way to go, bitch. Yeah, right? Yeah, exactly. We rub it in. But uh, I mean, honestly, this is the worst nightmare because when I take my dog to the vet, I know there are things I do not do for him that I should do. And, and they are, and they're always like, make me feel like the worst person on the planet. And my husband says the same thing. Like, we'll like rock, paper, scissors. Like, he needs to go to the vet. Like, no, you have to take him. Because they make us feel awful. We're like, I'm sorry that yeah. I don't spend every, like all of my money I'm like, why? Like, I'm not going to pay for you. One thing, I'm not going to go searching around for his poop, and I'm not going to pay for you to look at it when there's right. nothing wrong with them. So, so they, wait a minute. They ask you for the stool sample, and then you, and then you, you don't do that? <laughs> no, they, they'll like send me text messages. Like, you okay. haven't done a stool sample for your dog. And I'm like, no, you haven't because my dog's fine. Like, they, he's 11. We've had him for 10 years and he's never had, uh, like, oh, them okay. look in his poop for parasites. That's why I liked so my... So then when we... Yeah. Uh, my, my doctor, my, like, my personal doctor was uh, overweight and so am I. And I always love that because if I, my doctor was, like, a normal-sized person who was, like, fit, they'd look at me and be like, come on. You know, but the... The fact that my doctor was overweight, we just kind of side eye each other and be like, "Yeah, you know, you know, yeah. you, you know, you know what we got to do." So that's that's good. I love that. That's fantastic. So I appreciate that. Uh, uh, there's a most people movie. would find concern. Like I wouldn't go to a. Oh, go ahead. Sorry. No, I would just. Yeah. You no, wouldn't I wouldn't go to go a, a hairstylist that had. No, I wouldn't go to a hairstylist that had like a shitty haircut. You know sure. what I mean? Like, I would be like, no, you can't even take care of your own hair. I'm not going to trust you with mine. So uh, there's a scene in this movie that completely dumbfounded me. I don't understand. Maybe I'm just stupid and didn't get this joke or the logic behind this. But let's listen in on this here. Scott, when are you going to learn to relax? I'm relaxed. <laughs> I'm not talking about the small R. I'm talking about the big R. You know, top of old Smokey. <laughs> oh, you mean when am I going to get laid? Hey, oh, how, well, how it's does... already been four times this morning. I'm exhausted. I'm not understanding the connection. I don't understand what he means by the big R on top of Old Smokey somehow turns into having sex. Yeah. I, I, I you know, I never, you know, I remember hearing that and in my brain, I was like, oh yeah, of course. But <laughs> no, that's not true at all. I didn't, I didn't get it. And now that you pointed out, I have no, I don't know what that means. Right. And then like, I was like, maybe they it was veiled because it was like a Disney plus movie, you know, and they did, they were trying to veil it. But then he just comes right out of the end and he's like, oh, you mean fucking? Nah, no, I, yeah. I, I fucked right. four times this morning. Like, like, come on. Like, what are you doing? Yeah. But, I don't know. It was just a weird part in the movie for me. And later he says, you humped the vet. Like, <laughs> I like, okay. That it was just, I guess I didn't realize at the time it was Disney or I wasn't thinking that way. So humped oh. is a lot better word, but sure, still. Sure. Ridiculous. Uh, Eric, did you have any, so we're not talking like A-level performers, not like Tom Hanks, not like Mayor Winningham. Did you have anybody who was like a standout performance that you were like, oh, that was interesting or they really brought something to the movie at all? Not a damn thing. Good. <laughs> no, absolutely not. I thought this movie was hideous. It sucked. It made me mad. And in fact, 
when I would read people that liked it online, oh, this is a classic. I was like, no, it's not. This is not a classic. This movie stinks. Oh, my God, it's so bad. Oh, I hated everything about this movie. I was angry at you for making me watch yeah, it. Yeah, for sure. Oh. I, even, I even told, uh, I, I sent a text to Stu, and I was like, I don't think uh, I don't think Eric's very happy with this movie oh, that I picked for him. <laughs> so bad. I like the dog. I like yeah. the dog, but I didn't like that they made the dog because that dog doesn't really drool like that. They had to put uh, whatever type of I don't know. They probably put bleach in the dog's mouth for it, like yeah. we we're talking about. They didn't even care. Here, here's some rat poison. <laughs> you know. But uh, uh, I, I like. I thought the dog was the best actor of the bunch. <laughs> uh, yeah, it was. Sure. I thought the same thing too. I was like, there's got to be somebody around the set who's like the dog drool like handler guy like they brought him in on set on purpose just because he's like the best at doing making it's it's either he's either in like the fake jizz uh side of things or he's just like yeah i'm the i'm the, draw, the dog drool guy that's my job that's what i do but i did read during my research though that the dogs drooled a lot like to the point where they were like ruining stuff on set just by their drool and i i did have a sharpay when i was little and he drooled. His name was Mouty, and he constantly had that like snotty looking drool hanging from his mouth. Wow! Um, now, so, uh, on one of my dogs is a French bulldog, and now every time the dog pushes out air out of his nose, little tiny snot droplets leave. So <laughs> sure. you have to understand there are zero breaths where that doesn't happen. So every single time he breathes in a day, <laughs> little teeny. Uh, pieces of snot, liquid snot, go coveting out of the dog's nose. <laughs> so verb coveting. Yeah. <laughs> my, my question is: Would you rather have hardcore drool or dog snotting all the time? I think I could snot. get over. I think I could get over the mist. I think I could. I could deal with with yeah. just a peppering of of yeah. COVID like, everywhere. Yeah, because he. It's remarkable. I think I would take that too. Those big looping jizz yeah. uh, uh, wads are just oh it's just too much i can't handle yeah. it for sure it was like mary's ear and something about mary yeah <laughs> <laughs> also when we were talking about uh um cameos this is not a cameo but it's again one of those sidesteps to a cameo the guy who played uh the motel clerk when he goes in and shoots yeah. him in the knee or whatever that guy's name is ernie lively and yes. it is the father of blake lively Oh so. my god! I did not know that. Yeah, yeah. Both uh, Blake twist. Lively and then Blake Lively's brother, I think, is also like an actor or something too. So that whole family is in there doing their thing. Look at that! Wow. Nice. And she uh, bagged Ryan Reynolds. Yummo. <laughs> yeah, I agree. <laughs> sure. um, so <laughs> oh, say, that actually leads me to a question: If you had this, if this movie was remade today, um, who, like, what actor do you think today would play a good Scott Turner? Oh boy. <laughs> Oh man, I don't know. Um, I don't know. Chris Pine, <laughs> sure. Okay. Any of the Chris's would be would be fine. Right. Yeah. Chris Pratt, mm, love him too. I'm gonna yep. fall back on my normal answer of Paul Rudd for me. I think yeah. Paul Rudd can handle. Yeah, I think he would. He, and he and he's he's much more funny than 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 the stupid answer I said. Uh, well, and Paul Rudd is like actually like his age is actually makes sense that he would be a detective. A detective at that time, yeah, for sure. Uh, would it be funny point, if Mayor Winnington ended up just being the girlfriend again, and she was just yeah. old and she was old and ugly, but right. then Paul Rudd had to date her. 
Well, Paul Rudd Sorry. looks the same. I mean, Paul Rudd, what is he, like 55, 60 years old anyway? So, I mean, he's, he's doing all right. Yeah, he's like 97, and he still looks like he did in Clueless. Uh, so, at one point, they go to the store, and he buys a bunch of supplies for the dog. And I'm thinking, like, this is going to be like five, $600 worth of dog food yes. and shit that he's buying. Because I just recently had a dog. We got a we got a COVID friend. Like, we, my daughter got, like, a little buddy to hang out with. So, now we have a dog in this house. Yeah. Um, and I'm just looking at all of my expenses from owning this dog and like getting it into the house. It's like, it's always a huge expense. The first, like the first trip to the dog store, right? Like you get everything you need. And then after a while it just kind of becomes normal, but I'm looking at them as they're ringing it up and he gets all pissed off at this. 9751. 9751. Like, 9751. That's like what? what we paid for the bed for the dog. <laughs> this is dog. This is dog food. 9751. <laughs> I'm not going to eat this stuff. Did I buy smoked salmon? 97. 50. What? How much if I take this back? I'd like to talk to Kevin. Can you call him, please? Here we go. Kevin! Here we go. Kevin! Yeah! I, had, I had that in my notes. Like, Kevin was one of my favorite characters. Okay. I thought that it was awesome that he was just like, here, take this. I'm yeah. like, oh, that, that dude is in cohorts with my vet. He was <laughs> yeah. like, you need to... Bring your dog's poop in here, even though the, it's not having any problem. Yeah, the, Kevin the at the cell. Kevin at the store, he says, you know, and don't forget these dog treats for fresh breath, uh, regular and mint. Mint? There's no mint. Who's ever had a minty dog treat? What? The movie, uh, the movie was all these nut sequences. That, that, sure. This was another example of nut sequence. This movie could have been about uh, uh, seven minutes long if you wanted to. Yeah. Seriously. You could, have, you could have done the whole movie. It could have been a short Here's more hijinks ensued. I actually pulled two clips of hijinks. I just like that you said nut sequence over and over again. Yeah. <laughs> this one's a, that, clearly there's something else going on, and there's something more happening. It's got some more substance to it. Yeah. It's much less horns and more like uh, driving bass. Like we really and need to know what's happening. We need to look up. Because uh, at the, in the credits, it says, you know, whoever did this, technical director, music director. We need to look up that person's name and on almost like a quest, seek him out. Say, take us through the brainchild of wacky sax in every minute of this film. What was your inspiration? And just like, just hear what this guy says if he's still with us today. Yeah, right. right he's like, right. well, I got together with the Beverly Hills Cop people who had their Casio and they were like, do, do, do. And I was like, yeah. no, no, it's got to be sax. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, okay, uh, let's do another. We already did that one. Uh, I, we haven't talked about Amos, the old guy from the pier, you know? Love him. Uh, he was in a shitload of stuff. Prior, I mean, he was in uh, like the the Virginian and a bunch of westerns from when he was younger, yes. and then he ended up here. So here's Amos. Yeah, this was his last film. There's something going on over there. Oh, they're okay, other than a stolen dinghy. No, it is. It's worse than it was before. There's always some strange noises going on at night. What? You're always telling me you don't hear like you used to. Well, I don't hear it. Uh -huh. Who hears it? He tells me. Oh, yeah. I, he's dog. probably my standout yeah. performer. Hey. Yeah, absolutely. I forgot. I forgot about him. And you know, you said this is his last film. I bet you that scene, I bet you that was his actual death. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they wrote it around him. Yeah, he you know, was supposed oh, to survive. <laughs> they push him in the water. He's dead. <laughs> I, love I love it. Oh my god, that's so he reminds me of the old man that stomps out the burning shit bag in um <laughs> in <laughs> <Billy> <laughs> <Madison>. yeah. Yeah. 
You know, uh, you, he was uh, anybody who out there also Disney, which is weird. Uh, any fans out there of uh, uh, the Fox and the Hound? He played the voice of the older dog. Oh. Fuck, I forget what his name is. Yeah, somebody will tell me. But anyhow, See, he was that, the voice of uh, was, was it ahead, Dodger or something like that or Badger. I don't know. It was one of those things. Anyhow, he played the voice of the dog in that movie. Uh, I refuse okay. to watch that movie again because I know, like, I will never watch Marley and Me. I will never watch yeah. something that oh, I know God, somebody's no. going to die. Like, yep. mm-mm. Yes. Sure. We need more dead people and dead kids. Yes. And, and yes. less <laughs> yes to dead kids, no to dead animals. Yeah, no more dead dogs for sure. Uh all right. So what we do at the end, so we're getting to the end of this uh this round of uh of the the show here. Uh before we cut to break though, we do have an activity that we do with all of our guests, and that activity, of course has a theme song and somehow we have outsourced all of our theme songs to folks who've either been on the show or listened to the show. Uh, and the theme song for this one uh, goes like this. Chop this, chop this, synopsis. All right. That was provided by Mr. Bob Fredericks. And that theme song, of course, was Chop This Synopsis. And what that means mm-hmm. for you, Eric, is that we would like for you to take this film in its entirety, Turner and Hooch, and we would like you to condense it down to reduce it down to 10 words or less. So if you can take the whole synopsis, shove it down to 10 words or less, You'll have the break to figure it out, so don't panic. We don't need it from you right now, but sure. we'll get it from you after the break. Okay. 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 So, so we will be right back after these messages. Jamie, I need you to keep the dogs quiet. I'm recording a commercial for the Elemental Podcast, so can you keep them quiet during this recording of my commercial for the Elemental Podcast? I mean, I know the dogs bark a whole lot, when we actually record the podcast on Mondays and Thursdays and during the Patreon on Saturdays. But during the commercial, we need the recording to be dog bark free. Can you do that for me, Jamie? Can you keep the dogs quiet during the recording of this commercial for the Elemental Podcast that people can listen to every Monday and Thursday and the Patreon on Saturday? Can you do that for me, Jamie? Thanks, Jamie. appreciate it. Chop this, chop this, synopsis. And we're back. All right. It is time for the rousing conclusion of Chop This Synopsis. So, Eric, if you could please take it away with your 10-word or less synopsis of Turner and Hooch. 10-word synopsis. Here we go. Mandy and Matt. Dog and Andy from Philadelphia hunt crooks, (laughs) then dog dies. (laughs) Yep. That's it. That's it. (laughs) That is all we need from this. Honestly, when you were talking, when Matt, when you were talking about like how he he does good comedy now, and he's a good you know drama actor, I was like, he has not done anything funny, and I don't even remember how long. Well, I was talking more like, and I guess it's not comedy; it's more uh, that thing you do and, yeah. and that stuff. He's more of a straight man in that movie, even. But I mean, he's but he's, he's not in a there. straight man in Philadelphia, and he's not a straight man in that thing you do. We found out also. Yes, yes, that was awesome. Yeah. Mandy gets a star on the forehead with that. Oh, that's oh, perfect. We gotta get Stu in here. He loves AIDS jokes. Oh, yeah, he sure does. Now, you know, did you ever see the film Lady Killers? Yes. Yes. Oh, I, that, everybody hates that movie. I love that movie. Nice. Yeah, I was not a huge fan of it. I did like the accent, though. I thought that the, yep. the whole thing was yep. fun. Uh, so during the break, I was talking to Mandy about one of the cameos that I missed, uh, which I don't know if anybody else is familiar with this lady, but I'm going to play her first, and I'll see if you knew where she was from, Eric. Scott! 
Scott! Scott, I made some muffins for you to take with you. Oh, you didn't have to do that, Mrs. Remington. God bless you in that awful city. We're all hoping that you don't get shot. All right, so yeah, that's her. Yeah. Now, I remember the scene, but I don't remember anything about her. Yeah, she's got a couple of iconic roles that I can remember. Uh, she was in Ghostbusters, right? Wasn't she like one of the screaming lady ghosts in Ghostbusters yes, or something? Yes, yep. Uh, but she was more notably, uh, she was the old babysitter in Don't Tell Mom the Babysitter's Dead. Holy cow, no kidding. You remember yeah. that film at all? Yeah, the Christina Applegate vehicle. Oh, man. Now, she has like that one line yep. in this film. You know, mm -hmm. I mean, here she is. She has to block out her schedule for this one <laughs> freaking line oh scott oh scott here's some cookies what how much money do you think she gets for that like 20 bucks i mean seriously we have run the gambit on like people who are like oh did you know that like the stars of the movie friday i think yeah. famously they only got like eight grand or something for doing that movie or whatever it was or no yeah. uh it was the the dad uh -huh. it was ice cube's father in the film he got like eight grand for doing that movie and that movie made like hundreds of millions of dollars and he was like i was a huge part of this movie yeah, but i mean wow. someone like this it's probably yeah she probably got like whatever scale is at the time i don't know what that i don't know a couple hundred bucks for showing wow. up yeah but they they gave her some blood pressure medication she got to take and, home the muffins you know, like that yeah <laughs> the one that that hooch that hooch and uh and david sutton didn't eat she right. only got two <laughs> And and they had gluten in them. She's not, and she can't have gluten. Yeah, she was so. very Probably upset. crap for days. Yeah. <laughs> all right. Um, let's see. Do we have uh, Mandy? Did you talk about your standout character at all? Do you know? Like, did you um, have anyone who was like, "This is the person right here"? No, probably. I I do like Reginald Van, Val Johnson. Oh yeah. The, okay. The other. I mean, he just added something to it. Even though that you're right, that whole getting laid thing was super stupid. <laughs> but like, as a kid, I remember specifically like when he eats the muffin and. Like he quick busts out the dustbuster. Yeah. And I and I remember as a kid thinking, Oh my god, that's so cool. I wish we had a dustbuster. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we get a real Bob Saget vibe from from Scott uh, Turner in this movie. Like just yeah. real neat and tidy, you know. All right, uh let do you wanna move on to some games? Yeah, we can do box yeah. office. All right, heck yeah, let's do this. Let me see, uh Zane, can you tell me who wrote this box office song? We'll play it for you and see if you can recognize the voice. Box office theme song. <laughs> oh my God, that's a Stu McAllister joint if I've ever heard one. <laughs> it is right there. Yeah, we didn't yeah. have a theme song for it, and Stu was like, "We'll have none of this," and he recorded it live right on the show for us. Yeah, so. he uh, he he does that. In fact, uh, I, on his own podcast, the Elemental Podcast, I've heard him whenever he gets into a war with someone on Facebook, which is like all the time. Yep. He he quite often. Uh, I remember hearing him the first time he sang it. He sang uh, a, a Facebook fight song. So I made him record that. So Facebook fight, Facebook fight. <laughs> you are wrong Come and I am right. right. You oh, yes, are sure. a stupid prick. You can suck my big fat dick. This is another Facebook fight. <laughs> Oh, yeah. Oh, awesome. What a talent. Yes, for sure. <laughs> Multi-talented man. All right. So, Manny, right. take it away. Yeah. So, Zane, um, how much do you think that it cost to make this movie in 1989? Like, what do you think the budget was? I think I thought I read this doing a poking around a little bit. I think I might have saw $20 okay. million. Okay. Matt? 
Uh, I so our dynamic here is Mandy does all of the research for the numbers and everything, and I don't do any of that. All I do is okay. pull clips and hope. Was, so yeah, it was an accident that I saw, but I'm, no, that's okay because you're not, not right. <laughs> not, you're not right. Okay, all right. Well, that gives me something to work with. I would say that this movie that early on in his fandom, his his, uh, I would give this. I don't know. They probably threw around like thirty million, something like that. Okay, it was only thirteen million. Okay. that they ah. put into this movie, so. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and they probably spent most of that on dog food. So. Sure, they'd have a couple um, of wranglers on hand, you know, yeah. the drool um, guy, the fake, the fake jizz guy. Yeah, yeah right. he was expensive. He was a, he was a get for sure. They um, might have got it bulk by the gallon, though. Just a couple of barrels is all he needed. You know. Get me more jizz for this dog. <laughs> oh man! All right, so Zane, how much do you think that this movie has made roughly up until today? Uh, worldwide gross. Like how Nine, much do you think it's made? Uh, $90 million. Okay. Matt? I was very confident. Uh, I'm going to say they, I think they made a spinoff TV show. I don't know if the show came before or after. They made it after and it was just a pilot. It never okay. took off. Um, and do you know who starred in the pilot? Um, I read it, something. It was, it was someone from the show. I don't remember who. Give uh, us a number, Matt. Jeez. <laughs> Or someone from someone from the movie. I, I tell him that all the time. I'm like, just give me a fucking number. No, I, I heard it was Tom. Uh, I heard it was Tom Wilson uh, who plays Biff in Back to the Future. Yes, I'm sorry. Yes, that's true. Who, yes, who is who was on the list of the cast of Turner and Hooch inexplicably. I didn't know why, and I looked into it, and that's what I found out. So, yes. uh, but numbers though, this movie made. I don't know. Like, if it spawned a pilot, I would say it had to make a considerable amount. So I'm going to say like seventy ish. Seventy one. Hey! Ah, gosh! We both over bed. (laughs) Seventy-one mil, which is a lot for this for this movie. So, all right, you want to move on to what do we want to do? Sure, I have ages. Yeah, let's do that. We got another theme song. We got another. I'll I'll get to a clip here in a second, but we got another clip. uh, Another theme song coming at you. Let's play guess the age. That's it. Very short. Very concise. Oh, Oh, we did forget too, Zane. Um. Just so, because I don't want to forget again. Uh, if we gave you the choice of a movie that shaped your childhood, what yes. movie would you choose? Like if you got to make us watch the movie that shaped your childhood. <laughs> uh, probably Rocky 3. Okay. Okay. Which one is that? Is that the Iceland one? That's the or one the- with Clubber Lang and, and Hulk Hogan plays in it. Okay. Uh, I think that film kind of, yeah. uh, okay. that's, that was huge. Was is that, that why like you're a, so into fitness now? Because of Rocky? Know. I don't know. Maybe because uh, Sylvester Stallone was so little and I'm teeny tiny. I'm short, you know? Okay. Isn't he like four foot one or something like that? Sure. <laughs> yeah. Nobody will, nobody will correct us. It's fine. It doesn't matter. So, yeah. He's a little fella. Um, so was that a movie that you would say you watched like constantly? It was over and over again or it just had a huge impact? Oh, no. I just, I just, I just loved it. I love okay. the idea of, of, uh, I, I'm 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 like uh, big on the whole thing of uh, you get knocked down, you get back up, rock, you know that okay. that whole thing, uh, and that that's kind of uh, that's kind of what I do now. <laughs> you know, it's kind of like I, I carry that onto my day to to, to my right uh, to my to my. <laughs> so is Chumbawamba your favorite band then? Oh uh, yeah, that would be good. <laughs> I get knocked down, makes me cry. Yeah, it's true. It's true. That and dogs dying, not uh, kids though. Also, I uh, wanted to ask, what is if you had to pick, uh, if you had to tell us the movie you've seen the most times, oh, all, all the way through, start to finish. What's the movie you've seen the most times? 
Goodfellas. Okay. All right. Yeah. That's uh, a, is that a long movie? I feel like that's a long movie. Ah. Uh, no, I don't think so. No? I think maybe okay. maybe a couple hours, maybe two ten. Yeah, uh, yeah. Ballpark. It's not like uh, what was the Scorsese movie that everybody hated? Oh my god! Yeah, uh, fucking the new one, I, right? The one I that- hated. <laughs> Screw them, Irishman. Yeah, that's fuck the- that that fucking movie. That movie sucks <laughs> shit. I yeah. was so pissed off at that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can only lean on the cast for so uh, long. It's just too yeah. much. Too much, oh, yeah. it just well, especially when it's so long too, and you put so much. I mean, that's a lot to invest into something that get pisses. You. Like I get pissed off at the end when everyone dies at the end. I'm like, I yeah. fucking watched this or like Castaway. Like he doesn't get the girl, and you never find out what was in the package. Oh, and I was yeah. like, was... I, I'm like, I hate this so much. Open yep. the box, yeah, for sure. Yeah, yeah that was bad. Yeah, yeah. Really I go, bad. Did we ever go over Mandy? Did we talk about what your like what your favorite Tom Hanks movie was? <laughs> Since we're in the middle of Thanksgiving, I don't know if we've really addressed that. Um, well, it's hard because are we talking like as a kid or are we talking now? Fuck, I don't. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, whatever. Uh, probably a League of Their Own. Okay, yeah, that's a huge one for me too. Yeah. Yeah. You know, a movie that everyone hates that I like that says is that movie Terminal. I love that movie. Oh, good. Okay. Did you ever yes. see that one? I didn't see it. Eric, now, yeah. I mean, it's it's definitely skippable. It's forgettable, but I did enjoy it a lot. I, I really enjoyed the movie, but. Yeah, the, basically the whole thing takes place inside of an airport. He gets trapped in an airport and has to live there for years. But, you know, anyhow. Is it, right. a, is it a comedy? Uh, yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a, a comedy. You know, he, he's from a country that, like, disbands while he's there. So he has, like, nowhere to go. And the airport is, like, basically international, like, area. So he can't step out of it. He's in international waters just living in the yeah. terminal in the and airport. So he plays a, a character from another country, you said, yes. right? And there is this weird accent for the whole movie. Yeah. And it's uh, a country that doesn't exist. Like it's right. a made up place. It's like Nepos. It's like, yeah. what? <laughs> Wakanda. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Yep. And he shows up at the airport and then on CNN or whatever fake news program they're trying to show at the airport, they look, he looks up and it's, he can see like civil disrest or unrest in his country. And then like the government gets overthrown and, they're not letting anyone in, so he has nowhere to live. Like he, the country he once was from, it no longer exists, and he just kind of, you know, gotcha. Floats around. But all right, all I don't right. even know what we were doing. Where were we? Sorry, we were doing Guess the Age. Oh, that's thank the you, one. Brandon Alberta, for Guess the Age theme song. Yeah. All right, we only have a few on this one. Um, we'll start with the more obscure. Uh, Zane, how much do you th- or how much do you think? How old do you think Craig T. Nelson was when he was in this movie in 1989? Uh, I'll say. Uh, 49. Okay. Hmm. All right. I will give him like 42. He was 55. Whoa, wow. wow. I thought the same. I was like, holy shit. He is really old. Like, <laughs> I uh, did you not. Know, he was a stand up comedian too before, uh, before he got into movies. Oh my God. Yeah. Um, all right. Red, uh, Reginald Vell Johnson, the guy that plays David Sutton, my, one of my favorite characters. Zane, how old do you think he was when he made this movie in 89? Mm, 43. Okay. Matt? Ooh. I'm going to, I feel like he was like 30, like 35. Okay. He was 37. Okay. Yeah. Okay. All right. I'm horrible at guessing black people ages. I say it all the time. <laughs> they age so well. Like I always guess way younger than what they usually are. Yep. Um, all right. Um, Mayor Winningham. Zane, how old do you think she was? <laughs> oh, God. She's tough because she looks... Okay, in, that, in the film, she looked 
uh, like she was 46 <laughs> and, and, uh, and now she looks like she's 96, but she's probably only really 36 now. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, I would say she was 29. Wild okay. guess. Okay. Matt? Yeah. I would put her at somewhere around like 30, like upper thirties, like 36, 37, something like that. She was only 30. Okay. Oh, all right. Yes. <laughs> Price is right. Yeah, what a, what a weird looking face. It's like yeah. somebody, it's like she, uh, it's like her face is made of Play-Doh and they smashed the, the forehead flat and then said, here you go. Here's Mayor Winningham. Oh no. <laughs> oh no. See, I usually am the one that makes fun of people's looks, but I always go for the teeth and oh, she had good teeth. God. So I'm like, eh, I'm horrible. Over. I'm horrible. Making fun of people's looks is a real character flaw, but fuck is it fun. Oh my yeah, God. Yeah, it is fun. <laughs> <laughs> and as someone that's physically fit, like you at least like can do that. Like I'm just a, I'm just a fat slob and I'm always like, they're so ugly. <laughs> Junior uh. Davis looks like a man, you know, it's just all bad. <laughs> all right. Our favorite or our last person, um, the reason for Thanksgiving. How old do you think Tom Hanks was, Zane, when he was in this movie? 30. Yeah. Uh, I'll say 27. He was 33. Okay. Oh. Got it again, yeah. Zane. Look at that. Yeah. I they, know. They should remake the film shot for shot with the same exact characters and have Tom same dog shirt off. You know, you can see his insulin pump. <laughs> <laughs> he got the COVID too. So he's going to deal with that, you know? I mean, he is just a lovable person in general. Like all the things that you see when he like until you know, we does... find out what really happens. No, it's coming. It's got to the no. the world will crash down when we find out what that man's yeah. done. Well, no. you know, I mean, we've had to live through this once. Do you remember when everybody thought Bill Cosby was awesome? Oh yeah, yeah. And then and then you know, uh, do either of you know Dave Dyer? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Has David ever told you the story about what Bill Cosby did to him at Laugh Fest? No. Oh God, no! Is this a Me Too moment? That no, we we had we had Dave on the show actually. Dave Dave did our uh, Young well, Frankenstein episode. Do you want to wait? Do uh, you want to have him tell you the story? No. Why don't you go ahead and tell us? Are you sure? <laughs> yeah. I forgot who he was with, but uh, he um, I think it might have been. Now I don't want to say who he was with, but they were kind of like making a big deal, welcoming out uh, Cosby, and he had been a pain in the ass backstage about everything because sure. he is, and so whatever uh they like all right ladies and gentlemen they, they run over the laundry list of shit that he's done here he is Bill Cosby you know and he comes out and the whole place goes ape and freaking out yelling and screaming Cosby is between them and he puts his arm around them and while everybody's cheering he says gentlemen you see this and they go yeah and he goes you're never ever gonna see anything like this in your career oh my god and then that was it and they walk he said that to him <laughs> Can you, have you ever heard anything so revolting in all your life? That's oh awful. Oh, my God. That, that's a true story. Ask Dave <laughs> next time you see him that that actually happened. He tells it better, though, because there's some more nuances that Dave's better at telling. But sure. I'm sure, so yeah. distracted by, by Dave's muscles. So. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, you have to <laughs> be. Just, uh, yeah, his mustache. Yeah, they say you never, yeah, you're never supposed to meet your heroes, and I feel like that's always a bad decision. Anytime you meet somebody that's like, I can't believe this is happening, or I'm, I'm yeah, it's always something terrible. That's why you can't talk bad about Tom Hanks because I just really need him to be like that person. Yeah, for so. sure. All right, uh, That's it. Move- That's, uh, yeah, we move on to the next game unless you have, do you have any other clips that we are going to run through? Oh, I know there weren't a whole ton to pull. 
I mean, uh, here's uh, so this is the big scene where uh, he sort of professes his love for the vet, but she, but he won't let himself fall in love. One of those deals, you know? Okay. You want to take a walk with me? Uh, no, no. No. No, no, no. Well, you, you see, I'm I'm starting to like you, and if we go on a walk, I'm just going to like you even more. And then one day we might even end up in love and everything will go along fine for a while but but then one day bang you're gonna call me a selfish compulsive bastard and you're gonna pull your hair out and you're gonna scream and you're gonna say you never want to see me again because i drive you crazy and i'm left shattered now who needs that good night oh, oh she is yeah. super compulsive yeah. yeah do you um do you have the clips of him when he's taking hooch through the house and telling him like this is not yours the I do. That I do love, and we quoted that a lot. Like when our dog would come in our room, and be like, "This is not your room." <laughs> I have this is labeled as Turner's simple rules for hooch. All right, these are the simple rules: no barking, no growling. You will not lift your leg to anything in this house. This is not your room. Hopefully, this brings back some of those pleasant memories to people no listening in who no watched rain. this movie as a kid. You will wear a fleet collar. This is not your room. No begging for food, no sniffing of crotches, and you will not drink from my toilet. This is not your room. This is your room. Zane's <laughs> just grooving. Love Baseline. Yeah, here comes the sax. Here comes the sax. Come back into my house. I like to find everything where I put it. Everything in its place. Now you don't touch my stuff, and I certainly won't touch any of yours. Yeah. Oh. The sax was coming in as soon as the dog started. <laughs> do, do, do. Well, you know, Tom Hanks in this film is a psychopath. In particular, yes. the scene in the car during the uh, stakeout, and he's having this one-sided conversation, obviously, with the dog. And it was just a sick, sick scene uh, of, <laughs> you know, of him just going on and on. Like he's actually having a conversation with the dog, and it was it was just uncomfortable every single second of it. Sure, oh, God, I hated this movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we've got one more uh, one more game coming at you. All right, and that one also has a theme song, and it goes like this. Ooh, that sound. This one's a little more in depth. Did you hear that sound? Ooh, Ooh that, that sound. sound. The sound Matt just played you. <laughs> That's the sound Matt just played you. <laughs> so this game is called What's That Sound? This is where I take a sound from the movie, and I'm going to play it for you now, and your job is to tell me what's happening on screen while that sound is playing. It's going to go to you first, Zane, and if you don't get it, it's going to go to Mandy, who has also not heard these clips, and if Mandy doesn't get it, it goes to the audience, and they will email us or message us in and tell us what we missed. So there are three of them today. This one was difficult to find so, uh, sounds that were not covered by the zany uh, Saxoph saxophone and bass line. Uh, and there are some very similar sounding uh, sounds here, but we'll, we'll give it a shot and see what happens. So sound number one, and feel free to tell me to repeat it if you need to, and we'll see uh, how it goes from there. And that was not me playing the same sound three times. That was uncut. That was 
Well, I know exactly what that is. My turn, right? Yes, for sure. Yeah. Go ahead. Okay, Hooch is locked up in that area of the house where the water heater is. He's got to get. He wants to get through the door, so he bangs his head against the door, takes three hits, and probably the worst special effect I've ever seen. Because yeah. when they cut to the scene of the dog head hitting the door, uh, oh my god, they would look. It would look more like a dog if they use like a. a a, a, a fucking bag of hot dogs because it didn't look anything <laughs> like a dog. It was so stupid. Yeah. And, uh, and they, that was when the dog burst through and then destroyed the entire house. Mm -hmm. Yes. Yes, it was. All right. So there is number one. That's a uh, nice job, Zane. And we're going to hit sound number two and it's going to go like this. And I can play it again if you need. Is this Mandy first or me first? No, that's you first. We're, these are all going to be uh, up okay. to bat for you first. One more. One more. Yep. Sure. I don't know. Okay. All right. You don't want to swing for the fences or anything to see what happens? I, yeah, well, I, I, uh, the only thing I can think of, he's in a fight, but I don't remember him being in a fight with anybody. Okay. I remember right. a gunfight. So I, I, Mandy? Yeah, Mandy. Um, I'm going to leave it up to is you. It when he, is, is it when he's trying to get him in the tub and nope. he's got the, okay. I nope, thought the I, fight thing too, but yeah, I, I can sure. hear that. I can hear the struggle for sure, but I'm going to play it one more time. So neither of you got it. So we're going to move this to the audience. If the audience gets this, just send us a message or send us a, a email or whatever you want to do. But here's that sound clean one more time for the audience. All right, so there's that one. All right, so we're going to move right. on. That's fine. That's fine. We still got one more. You can redeem yourself on this one. Zane, we'll see. It sounds happens. like sex with my wife. <laughs> <laughs> really giving it. Really hitting it home. All right, here we go. She's growling at you the whole time. <laughs> Let's see. This one rough. might sound like it too. Here, we'll just see what happens. Yeah, it's it's real muddy. There's a lot of stuff going on in there. Yeah, but we'll play it one more time. That's either that's either when he's cleaning up his place after he walks in, after he notices that the dog destroyed the place, or it's that, or or when Mayor Winningham put peanut butter on her vagina. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think, I think though, it's the first one. <laughs> yeah, it is for sure the first one, yeah. Uh, yeah, I think you got a hold of the deleted scenes, I think, for, for this one. <laughs> but yeah, so that's when he comes in and he tries to combat this gigantic uh, tornado of a mess with just a squirt bottle. Oh, like, we'll that was, was going to start that somewhere. Was crazy, man. That was, uh, that was quite a scene. Yeah, yeah. Have you had, have you, have either of you had like dogs that have just like destroyed something that you loved or like, like what, can you give an example of like the worst situation? Uh, for me, I had a dog when I lived, uh, I was just dating my wife. We had rented a house and we kept the dog, not in a kennel, but literally like hooch in that ex exact same room where like the washer and dryer is. And the dog, uh, scratched away at the uh, uh, drywall and then found, got a little opening and just kept making it bigger and bigger. We take one trip out of the house. We come back three hours later. The, all the drywall is oh ripped out. 
all of the insulation, the fiberglass insulation is is in. He's she's made a bed, and she's like, "Oh yeah, this is cool. This is what I did." That dog, I was like, "You got to be kidding me!" So yeah, <laughs> a huge amounts of damage. We did not get the security deposit back. <laughs> yeah, probably not. Yeah, probably not. What about um, you, Matt? Uh, for me, I, I've not really owned big dogs in the past or anything that would have been able to cause like a huge amount of damage. We did have the the incident where my tiny uh, beagle chihuahua mix got up on the table and ate an entire tray of uh, chicken breasts. There, it must have been. And they I, were I was, raw. Yeah, raw right? chicken breasts. And it was probably five pounds of raw chicken. We were just getting ready to go take it out on the grill. Wow. We were going to grill up for people. We had people over. It was this big thing. We got the meal all prepared, ready to go. And I was going to take them out to the grill. Came back in the house and literally the entire plate was gone. Like there was wow. nothing left on it. And wow. I'm like, this dog is half the size of a beagle and about twice the size of a chihuahua. Somewhere right in the, the middle there, you know? Yeah. And uh, we thought it was going to die. We, we, it was so swollen up. It's, it's midsection was just, it was like hot oh. to the touch. Like it was it, like, one of those Discovery Channel things where, like, the python eats a, eats a kiss. Yes, right. <laughs> absolutely, yeah. Yeah, and uh, it, it had to have just slid them in one at a time over top of the other. And wow. I couldn't have been gone for more than maybe five minutes. It, it took all of those down. Wow. Uh, and, uh, yeah, it lived. Uh, and we all had to <laughs> scramble to replace the meal that I had invited everyone over for. But uh, And then, of course, we just had, like, cats that have scratched the back of furniture, but nothing, nothing too crazy. Incredible. Absolutely amazing. I cannot I believe you a, made it. <laughs> I had a dog um, that when we lived on a lake when I was growing up and we went out to watch the fireworks and it was the first time that she had ever been there. And be, the fireworks scared her so much that she literally scratched into the couch and like it wasn't like a hide of it. Like she got all of the, the she, all the pillows off and then she scratched and was inside the first like the dug inside her of way the into the couch oh <laughs> yes. like like freaking uh han solo yes the couch was its tauntaun right is that did i do that right yeah <laughs> oh that was impressive yeah and that that same dog had also eaten an entire bag of halloween candy when i was growing oh, up oh boy and they're not supposed to have chocolate well that wow. is a fucking lie because this dog ate like <laughs> Like eighty pieces of chocolate, she, she became was totally stronger. Fine. <laughs> became yeah. stronger because of it. Like, That's what yeah, they don't tell you. It's like Popeye the chocolate dog or some <laughs> shit. What the fuck? <laughs> That's what they don't tell you. Is they don't want you to. They don't, you don't want you to feed them chocolate because they will overtake your household. Yeah, we had a dog do that too. Ate the Halloween candy, and then I was like, ah, oh, he's fine. And I like put him in the yard. And then it's like my, my 11-year-old daughter comes to me with the internet. And she goes, I don't think that our dog is safe right now. I'm like, ah, fuck you. You don't know what you're talking about. And the dog starts puking in the backyard. I'm like, oh, it's no big deal. He's fine. Just a little upset stomach. And finally, my wife intervenes. She goes, no, seriously, your daughter's right. We got to take it. Sure enough, man, if we hadn't done that, the dog would have croaked uh, because of that sh the chocolate fucks him up just like you said that yeah yeah but they they had to give medicine to make the dog continue to get rid of it it was really a disaster wow yikes but our dog constantly eats crayons that fall on the floor <laughs> which makes just lines the up, stomach so. yeah which which makes picking up his shit like actually interesting because oh, yeah. i'm like oh i found oh. one it looks like it looks like confetti cake you know like <laughs> like oh this is i, I got one yeah. that had crayons yeah. you haven't mm. lived till you've pulled a sock out of a dog's rectum. Uh, yeah. Like fucking starting up a lawnmower. <laughs> I believe. Oh, see, I oh, knew we shit. were going to, I knew we were going to find something worth talking about for this movie. <laughs> uh, 
All right. All right. So uh, that's the end of what's that sound. And I think that brings us pretty much you to should, the end. You should mark that and we can put that as a preview for the, the <laughs> where you haven't lived until you pulled the sock out of a <laughs> dog's <Dang> rectum. Yeah. <laughs> I love it. All right. Good stuff. <laughs> yeah. And, uh, so yeah, that's the end of uh, that game. So uh, those of you listening in, obviously, if you know what that other sound was that we didn't get, uh, go ahead and send us uh, an email at uh, another episode podcast at gmail.com. Uh, otherwise, I mean, this is pretty much the end. Does anybody have anything we didn't talk about that you felt like we needed to, to let these people know what's happening in this movie? No, no, that's no, I think, it. no, I, th- I think, yeah, it's what, the, how the, did the criminal enterprise, all I know is money was leaving there, but I had bounced ahead during the dog death. Do we know what they were actually doing wrong? Laundering money, and I don't know the source of the money they were laundering and what? why they got a kick. Yeah. I, I guess the cops found out that they were doing it, and then he gets a 1% kickback and was like, just cool with it. That's this how. Is, what, a, what a shithead script this yeah, was. For sure. Absolutely. What a pile of dog shit and we don't even get the plot until like an hour into the movie it's just it's just hijinks it's just antics and hijinks for the whole first hour yeah this is a terrible movie and tom hanks needs to be told that it sucks tons of dick (laughs) yeah yeah. my biggest thing i was like there was a murder and tom hanks just drove away with the dog like no one's there to answer any questions nobody i don't know if he called the cops even well, and no one really bats an eye when he goes, we got our witness. It's the dog. Right. And they all go, okay. And when he's like, cover me or like cover me in the back, like go to the back of the building and cover yeah. me or whatever. That was, yeah, that was pretty yeah, dumb. It's all, it's all, it's all twisted. And then. The, the one more thing of stupidity now that you mention it that just popped into my brain. There was a scene when Turner brings a stupid dog to work and the dog, there happens to be a wedding going on in the middle of the week yep. Uh, yep. across the street and it's the bad guys and the dog notices. Well, that's all Turner's. Oh, I've, I just solved the crime because the dog happens to run after the bad guy. Turner right. is somehow convinced that he has found uh, old man's killer. What an asshole. What the <laughs> hell? How could that possibly even be a thing? It could not. Yeah. What There's no thing? telling why this dog knew that guy. He could have been down to the pier for any number of reasons. That Yeah. yeah I don't know. This is, yeah. This is a... The big shit pile is what it is. I had two more points that I wanted to say. Uh, does Mrs. Harper get to keep that eight grand? Those kids found that money. It's true. I, I mean, I don't know who gets yeah. to claim it. I guess it goes into evidence, but still, yeah. she should get that money. Yeah. And then also, was uh, Mayor Winningham pregnant at the end of this movie? Yes. She okay, was. They did not mention it, but she had like a, a larger shirt and it was just kind of overfilled. And I'm like, is that supposed to be a pregnant belly that we're seeing at the end? I feel like she makes a comment about like being hungry or she said she needed to take a nap. She said, I missed my nap is what she said. Uh Yeah. And then what were we to believe that those puppies were Cooch's puppies then? Yeah. That was a very lady in the tramp situation where they ended up with two different kinds of purebred dogs instead of a mutt. Yeah, yeah they're, 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 those were exact replicas of both of them, but yeah. not yeah. again a serious plot flaw and of a and and, and how, how fucked up is that? That's a real problem, and not not uh, not only that, but in a movie where there's nothing subtle, they sure. they give us these these uh, 
these weirdo, oh, you got to figure out that she's pregnant. You know, I mean, come on, just just uh, yeah. be a little less subtle, I think, yeah, in a movie that us. has given us nothing. That yeah, well, he thinks that dogs fuck up your house. Just wait until he has a kid. <laughs> yeah. he, it will be yeah. horrible. Yeah. They need and to do uh, he does end up becoming the chief at the end, right? Like they, mm-hmm. they refer Something. to him as chief. So he's yeah. going to stick around town, I guess. So yeah. he's just going to yeah. lock the kid in the laundry room. Yeah. He's like, this is the your rules. room. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I think that brings us to the end. Uh, so the question that we ask everybody, Eric, is would you watch this movie again? Uh, only if I wanted to be disgusted and mortified. <laughs> okay. All right. Good Good deal. All right, Mandy, would you watch this movie again? Yeah, I'll probably watch it again, but it won't be for a very long time. Okay. And for me... And I, I won't watch the last eight minutes. Sure. <laughs> I can't believe they killed the fucking dog. Right, right. For me, it's a big no on that. Yeah, we're not going to... I'm not going to put myself through this. I did not get a chance to watch this with my family. So, unfortunately, they'll never see this movie, probably. So, oh, for, yeah. yeah, fortunate for them, I guess. But, uh, yeah, so that's pretty much it, man. This gets us to the end. So, Zane, if you want to uh, let people know where to find you, what they should be looking for, point them at stuff, here you go. Okay. Uh, well, ericzaneshow.com is my website, and uh, that's where you can find my podcast. It says right at the top, free podcast. And then when you click on that, you can then uh, subscribe on whatever podcasting platform that you listen on, or just download the show wherever you um, download podcasts. That's for the audio, but I do it live too, so uh, with, with video. So every weekday morning at 8 on uh, Facebook, uh, Periscope video on YouTube. I'm sorry, Periscope video on Twitter and on YouTube. If you search Eric Zane on any of those, you'll see me and I, I do the show live every single weekday morning. And then that audio becomes the audio podcast. So uh, you're, you're, I sit in here, this room with my dogs and uh, basically just <laughs> rant and rave and act like an idiot. And uh, for about hour and a half, two hours a day. Sure. Every day. Nice. And you've had, uh, just so our audience is aware too, you've had a, a several different comedians will stop in on occasion. You used to... Uh, have the comics that were in at the bowling alley would stop by and, and yeah. have a conversation with you. So yeah. you've had people in there like uh, Adam Deggie and Stu McAllister. So people that are our audience are familiar with. So go check those out to the old podcasts uh, sure. with those yeah. guys. And when, you know, the dust settles, we got to do this. We got to have you in or at least just uh, uh, have you in to talk about whatever the heck is going on. Cause you guys have, are both uh, doing it. And though, uh, though it is a terrible time to actually be in the business that we are all in. Yeah. Uh, it will end. And then, uh, you know, we'll be back to normal. Eventually. For sure. For sure. Yeah. I miss having people live sitting next to me that we can talk to for sure. But uh, yeah. you know, we're making do with what we can and, and we'll keep on trucking uh trucking away so absolutely yeah so go go find uh eric's website go check him out on all those things and support him as much as you can uh mandy do you have anything going on uh do you have anything that you want to point people toward anything you're enjoying in real life uh nope just everybody be safe mask up think of other people sure yep. for sure yep and, and and thank you so much for inviting me i love this this was so this. fun honestly this was a because, really really fun episode yeah I, that's that's really music to my ears because what i do i mean i don't talk to anybody i'm i'm like fucking howard hughes over here it's yeah. terrible except no money you know i'm sitting around <laughs> i don't i talk to the dogs so the fact that i'm actually talking to human beings i mean yeah my wife's great but i've seen her for like 50 years so sure. fuck that <laughs> I mean, this is awesome. New people. Holy shit. <laughs> well, I do want to also say one last time, good luck on uh, the, the transplant yes. things happening. And uh, uh, Thank, yeah. you. And, Thank you. And it's very awesome. We don't really have a way to end this. We just kind of ramble on. So what oh, we've decided, cool. the best way to end this is where I just play a clip that we haven't played yet from the movie. Perfect. So the final clip for this one I picked out is going to sound like this. Shut up! <laughs> Shut up! This is the go!
<laughs> All right, man. That's it. Awesome. Thanks again, Eric. Bye-bye. Thanks, Thanks, guys. Peace Bye. Bye.